Nom, 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 nom. Has it been a long week? Do you need a break? Are you stressed? Stuck in your job? Maybe you need an escape. I'm Beth Dival. I'm Tatiana Abaro. And I'm Ezekiel Kajakai. And this is Escape Break, where we discuss all things escape rooms in Southern California. The good. The bad. The funny. And don't forget the awkward. Trust me, I wish I could. This show is just on the horizon. Get ready to sit back, relax, stop working, and take a break with us. Welcome in to Escape Break, Escape Breakers, and new people. If you're new, you found the greatest escape room podcast in Southern California, according to us. Woo! On the other side of the microphone, I have Tatiana Abaro. Hello, hello. She's here today for a riveting episode of Key Questions, where we talk about the nitty gritty of the escape room world. And today, Tati, I have a lot plaguing my mind Uh about creativity and rooms, themes, and what we see out there moving forward and the trends that are going on. So we're going to get into all of that. So I hope you're ready. Let's do it. Hope the coffee's in your veins. I don't drink coffee. I hope the water's in your veins. Yeah. Otherwise, you're dehydrated. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, how are you doing? I'm good. Are you good. doing it? Well, I guess this is not coming out Memorial Day weekend, but there are so many deals and discounts on escape rooms during this time. Are you doing any? You know, I'm not, but we just got back from Arizona. And we will be talking about that on a full dedicated episode to all the craziness we did in Arizona. All I can say is it was hot in more ways than one, (laughs) but mainly temperature and the rooms we did were a lot of fun. That's a good teaser. (laughs) All right. So let's get into this. Tati, my first question to you. We've played over... 200 rooms. We're on the quest to get to 300. We're right below for the Mm -hmm. most part. We've seen a lot of themes over our years. Are there some themes that just got to go? Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. So I'll never say that they have to go because I'm a lover of escape rooms and I'd rather have escape rooms than not have them at all. all. Mm -hmm. So I'll start with that. There are some room themes that I think are way overplayed, or if they're done, they're not done in a creative manner, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So let's start with what I think is one of the most basic and one of the most common themes that people think about, even if they're not in the escape room world, which is detectives. It's very self-explanatory. It's seen in a lot of places. And people will gravitate to that because it has that like, ooh, mystery and escape room vibes. And it's a great way to get people started. I know so many people that love that genre. Mm -hmm. Um, For goodness sake, that was my first escape room. Yeah. It was Sherlock Holmes theme. And although looking back, it wasn't that great of a room overall, I had such a good time enough that even if I didn't get out, I wanted to go back. Yeah. Now, I think there are ways that people are starting to get more innovative and taking those classic themes and making them more than that. And to give an example, I recently played at Mind Fox's room Mm -hmm. and I'm going to mess it up. Moriarty? Moriarty. Dang it. Okay, Moriarty's Manor. Yes. Which, in essence, is Sherlock Holmes' thing. Right. But the way that they did it, the way that the room is set up, it did not feel like I was just in a classic office. Mm -hmm. And you've played the room, so you can attest to some of that. And I thought it was very well done. And I will say, yes, I'm past the like 250 mark. And 
that still I had a blast in that room. I really like that room. Yeah, it's fantastic. But in like the core of it, it's Detective Sherlock Holmes theme, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why I go back to the beginning and I say not get rid of it, but mm, let's just be a little bit more innovative. Yeah. Now I have a feeling that a lot of these questions are going to kind of find their road leading to the same area, which is going to be a common theme of a general blanket statement. We'll see if that actually gets there at the end. But like you're saying, detective could still be good if the creativity is there, if someone can kind of innovate it. And to be perfectly honest, the theme of mystery is so broad, we never want to take that out. Mm -hmm. Detective, you get a little bit more narrow, but still, that's a broad thing. I think what we can lean towards, unfortunately, in the common themes of detective, science, prison, you can add more to this list if you can think about it, Yeah, Mm -hmm. is it leans heavily towards settings that are easy to build. Mm. desks, file cabinets, files, laminated files to look at. And those are really the things that kind of get mundane after a few playthroughs. Would you agree? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because you know you're looking for similar things. You put yourself in a science lab, you have a periodic table, right? Oh, yeah. There there are so many things, but it makes sense Mm -hmm. because it fits with the theme. But you know that when you've played that theme over and over again, it's something to look for or you're going to use it. Yeah. And and to be fair, I'm going to be fair. (laughs) Because we've played so much, there's a lot of themes that we've seen so many times that a new person to moderately novice person might say, I've never seen that theme before. Mm -hmm. But we've gotten to a point in our life where we've maybe seen pirate too much or wizard too much or something like that where somebody has maybe never played a wizard room right you know those kinds of things so there's always perspective in this but that's kind of how i feel is certain themes kind of need to fade out especially when a room is announcing we have a new room coming up we're not going to tell you the theme and then it comes out and the theme is science lab of some degree Mm -hmm. kind of gets me gets me good so I have to ask, Okay, what's the theme that you think needs to go the most? Yeah, I mean, I think that it should be science lab-ish okay. because there's nothing too riveting about a science lab, no matter the story in my mind, unless you start bringing in real science and chemistry experiments like those things that you can get for your kids these days or it comes every month and you're doing something super crazy like building a domino machine or making exploding slime that's safe. Like You can't really do those things in escape rooms without really pushing outside the, the normal barrier. Right. Mm-hmm. I'll say science has to go for me. What about you? Okay. If, you had to, if you had to ax one, uh-huh. what, would, what would get the chop? I think mine would be prison. Okay. Yeah, just not a huge fan of it in general. I think it's a cool concept, but I feel like I want to be immersed and to really be immersed in a prison for yeah. those that have not been to one. She would know. Disgusting. Yeah. Tati you would know. <laughs> not because she's a convict, but because she works in the legal system. So I guess for me, it would be that. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. You really want to experience prison? You really want to? Okay. You got a few options according to the law. Okay. So the alternative to the common theme is let's bring in something that people really want and people really relate to. And as popular as an escape room can be to us and people like us, the mass media really hits better in movies, video games, sometimes even age-old stories. So certain rooms have decided to mimic their intellectual property and put out a room that is essentially copying that storyline almost exactly or very closely. 
So you have your chocolate factories, you have your, your Indiana Jones, you have your Winnie the Poohs recently, right? Mm -hmm. So, and there's the list goes on, but then you also have your Jumanji's and your it's and your Blair witches. And those few actually have contracts with the people to build rooms like that. So I know that's kind of two categories, but how do you feel when rooms that relate to movies or video games come up? Are you excited to play them? Do you have hesitations? What goes through your mind? I'm excited first and foremost. So earlier on, I think they're closing or they just closed, but Square Room Escape Mm -hmm. had a Super Mario Brothers room theme. Okay. And it was a blast. It was so much fun. They did a great job. Wasn't a huge room, nothing intricate, but my family had a great time. And the way that they brought in all of the elements of Super Mario Brothers, it was very smart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, there, I feel like I know it's not copyright because otherwise they would get shut down. <laughs> but it's very, very close. You're taking somebody's idea and you're profiting off of that. Mm-hmm. I feel like the original owner or in person that brought that show or movie should get some credit for it. Yeah. Because you're benefiting off of it without giving credit to that person. I feel the same way, the sidebar, I feel the same way about new music now that takes samples from older music and everyone's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. She's so innovative. And I'm like, that's from the 70s. (laughs) What? (laughs) So yeah, I, I just feel like Credit needs to be due to the original person, whether it's financially or just reaching out first and be like, hey, I want to start this room. Mm-hmm. And yes, if they don't legally say you can do it, there are workarounds it. People are doing it already, but maybe at least do that first. Yeah, I pretty strongly stand on the other side of this. I know the room that I have created in my mind mimics the Nacho Libre story mm-hmm. lightly in the sense that it has luchadors and it's in a Hispanic culture. But the ones that go really close to the bar and like if I called it Taco Libre, like if I called my room Taco <laughs> Libre and it had a puzzle about stretchy pants and my goodness, the, the nice creams and lotions for your hands, then I would be upset with myself because as a creative, whether it's creating this podcast, people that I know that do art, people that I know that sing, that put their work into it, if someone's taking my characters and taking my ideas and then profiting off of it, it doesn't really sit well. And Mm -hmm. I think the ones that do push the line They might be breaking IP. They're just not caught because they're not big enough and escape rooms aren't really on a grand stage. But the grand escape rooms that do get to that stage are the ones that are getting contracts. So like the Jumanji Mm -hmm. room got a contract. They're deep in LA. The Universal Studio rooms that are coming out, I think one of them is Back to the Future. That one is on contract for sure. You're at Universal. And then the Winnie the Pooh rooms, that happened after IP ruling or whatever was was void. So like there's no longer the IP on Winnie the Pooh. So it is actually free game. So that just goes into, did you not have another idea other than taking someone's idea, even though it's it's legal to do so? So I really don't like those rooms. Do I get excited? Yeah, but I would I would like it to be backed by the person who actually made the room. Okay, I understand. Sense? Yes, definitely. I feel the same sentiment, but not as strongly mm-hmm. because ultimately if it's a show or a movie or a video game mm-hmm. that I'm very excited about, I'm going to go play it because I am excited. Mm-hmm. So we did play Jibonji. Yeah. And unpopular belief i did not have a good time yeah i didn't have, um some things just didn't work out for us and so mm-hmm. we didn't have the best experience however it's a really cool concept price wise though that company can afford it mm-hmm. and so can the universal ones 
how do you find that balance then when you want to draw people in because of the the genre and the theme, but you can't afford that high and I don't really know the jargon. Is it an IP? Yeah, yeah. To have the rights to collaborate or even use the IP. Mm-hmm. You're right. There, there are barriers, financial barriers, if anything, or even who to be able to talk to to do so. Like you can't really just write an email to Paramount and expect they're going to respond and be like, yeah, you can use all of the Hey Arnold stuff, <laughs> you know? But is there a right way to do it is essentially what you're asking. I think if you don't have the money to do so, how are you attracting people? It gets into this weird area of, I believe you need to be more creative. If you can create a story, a character legacy that's worth listening to, people will come. And that is essentially the crux of being an artist in general, in my opinion, is right now, especially right now in 2023, we live in a world of freaking copycats. Everything on social media, like 98% of things on social media are people that are lip syncing, people that are taking clips from movies and mouthing the words, people that are copying other people's styles, Mm -hmm. dances. It's just a wash, rinse, repeat of absolute junk where remember the good old days when like people would create stuff and it was unique. And also, I've never seen someone do that before. That's that guy. That's that girl who did that. And at one point, the person who wrote Jumanji way back in the day, that was a nothing. That person said, I'm going to create a story. People are going to love it. We're going to turn it into a movie. We're going to turn it into a game, whatever. And people bought on largely probably to Robin Williams being so good in that movie. But still, at one point, all of these established stories were nobodies. So you got to take chances. That's really what I think should happen in a perfect world. It's not mass media is crazy. Mm -hmm. TikTok, Instagram reels, all that stuff is rampant in the world. But I want to focus in on the good ones, not that the people that do these close IPs aren't good ones. But the good ones that I'm talking about right now are the ones that are creating original stories. So what are some of the most original stories, original characters, originality that you've seen in an escape room that you've played? Well, I already know yours, so I can't take it. <laughs> you can say it. I'm, I'm Everybody knows you. yours. I'm interviewing you. <laughs> so scenario is top of mind because who in the heck has a mad rapper room? Mm-hmm. And a doctor hater, which I haven't played yet, but I will. Those concepts and themes are so unique. It's wild. Who thinks of that? And that is so cool to bring to light and to do it in such a great way. So we we both know that's your champion. It's your, it's like, I know it's not your number one anymore, but I feel like it's forever in your heart as number one. Yeah. So (laughs) um, definitely that. I will say it's hard to say this is unique, Mm -hmm. but something that's not done very well that I have seen done pretty well is Atlantis. Mm -hmm. It's not easy to do because when you think of it, you think of water and putting Mm -hmm. water in an escape room is pretty tricky. Mm. It's going to happen one day. Well, there is already, but I think the people that do it, are great at it and they've made a fantastic room out of it. So if you haven't played Atlantis at Hypnotic, I highly recommend so, so many cool features in that room. Yeah, I like that room a lot. And it's it's to a point where like, it's hard because Atlantis, there wasn't like a, a blockbuster movie Atlantis. In my heart there was, it's a Disney one. But a lot of people don't even know about that movie. But shout out to Milo Thatch. Atlantis itself is a legend. And so everyone has a different take on the legend. So in a sense, you're taking something that I guess one person created a long time ago, or maybe one person found, and you're giving an original take on it. So I'm not to really be so hardcore and say, if someone had the idea in the past, you can never make it an escape room. 
I'm just saying, take an idea and put your best spin on it within the rights of your morals and how you would feel if you were on the other side. Mm. Mm-hmm. And the hard, hard part too is as much as I love Dr. Hater, as much as I love the Mad Rapper, that room had some struggles in terms of getting people to realize how great it was. No doubt it's one of the greatest rooms I've ever played, but because it's not a familiar face, people don't know initially who the Mad Rapper is. It needed that ramp up time and probably still does. You can't just talk about the Mad Rapper in a random circle at a party and people are like, oh yeah, I did that. So there are pros and cons. It's not a perfect world. To your point, I feel like I can't talk about escape rooms sometimes in a normal circle <laughs> and people know what I'm talking about in general. Yeah. So there's that. But yes, and I know what you're talking about because it is so unique and it feels like it's kind of a specific genre. So a lot of people were not going towards it, but mm-hmm. I think that's the idea of judging something before you play it. Yeah, yeah. There are some other good characters out there. Not to not to move to our next question too quickly, but just want to give a couple other characters, stories, some shout outs. Whether they're famous or not in your hearts, they're famous in mine. One man who is famous to me, who I've never met, never even played this room, but I know this man very well because he eluded me in a trivia game. His name was Max Fortune. And Max Fortune is a man involved in Pandora's box at Trapped, a game that I have still yet to play, but Tati once thought I played on a trivia game. So because of that, Max Fortune is iconic to me. Oh my gosh. (laughs) All the real listeners that know, I felt so bad. (laughs) So sorry. We also have the Wright family, the Wright family from Hope's End, at Ministry of Peculiarities. Tati will be figuring that out soon enough. A very iconic family. Also, I'm putting this out there now. Mm -hmm. I decided that's going to be my 300th room this year. Nice, nice. And original rooms based upon a theme, the Sal Cybernetics game, which we'll talk about more in the Arizona episode, has a lot of originality to it. So there are ways to do this right. Period. Period. All right, let's go to the next question. If any if any crazy characters come to your mind, let me know, oh, Tati. Okay. But my next question is, we've talked about the struggles on our previous key questions of rooms making money. It takes a lot to build a room from nothing to something. So there's been a trend lately of a lot of reskins, revamps, version twos, Things like that, that from a financial standpoint, do not take as much money as building an entirely new room. But I personally have had the qualms, not huge qualms, but observational qualms of playing rooms again. I got to go to Palm Springs with you and got to just kind of stand in the room while you played some of the games I've played. I've played Stash House again with the Moist Ninjas. I've played the darkest hour at mission escape every single room i've played a second time whether it's just casually like that just standing or maybe they've redone the room and they said yeah it's 70 percent different or 90 percent different it's a v2 has never been nearly as exciting as the first time so where do you stand on this rebuild version two slash reskin trend we're seeing. Well, children, close your ears, but (laughs) there's nothing like the first time, Kai. There's nothing like the first time. And we're talking about rooms. Escape rooms. So the excitement and the unknown plays a huge factor into your experience in an escape room. When you go back and you play, you're comparing things to what you did the first time and you're reminiscing to how you did it prior. Like when you were watching us in one of the rooms, I remember you made a comment and you were like, 
I hate you guys for solving that so fast because it took me so long when I played. <laughs> and granted, there were only two of you guys when you played and there were what, five of us. So <laughs> it's, it's okay. But that's what you're doing. You're not getting immersed in the in the environment, you're not getting immersed in the puzzles. So yes, it's it's not going to be as exciting. Mm-hmm. That is why when there are a lot of rooms that come out with different versions and or they reskin, even though it's an exciting theme or something that I would like to do in the future, it definitely does not make it to the top of my list mm-hmm. because it's going to be very similar to what I've already done. There are some exceptions. I did get to play Hex Room twice. Mm-hmm. I still had a blast, but I think it's because the way they set it up. Different role gives you a different experience, different puzzles. And the second time I was a detective. So it was after that, I felt like I really couldn't play it again because you help so many people as mm-hmm. a detective. But when you're confined to your one room in the beginning, then there's so much I did not see. I will say that's the one exception of me playing a room multiple times. Now, going back to the price, not only building, but playing a room that you've already played. That I have a problem with because I'm essentially paying full price, if not more than the first time, to go play a room that I've probably already played 50%. Let's just be modest, 50% of it, right? So I'm not going to get that full experience. But as a person that's paying that, that's up to me to make that decision. Now, if there was a way, which I know this seems kind of silly, but if there's a way to track who has played the first time and then who's coming back to play again mm-hmm. as an incentive, maybe you can think of like, oh, okay, you played it the first time. I'm going to give you $10 off for mm-hmm. you because mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not giving you a full brand new room. Yeah. But you still want to play again, so I'm still going to charge you something. Yeah, I feel like that's a good give and take. That would be great. But and there are some rooms. There's one here in Northern California that if you don't play the whole room in the time allotted, your money goes towards a future credit for a future room that they have or that you play at their business. Okay. And I think that's fair. However, that takes a lot of work on the owner's part to keep track of that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But it's about like how much you put into your business and how much you want repeat customers. That's a whole nother story, but there is a way to do it. And that's how I would do it. I like that. I mean, what you just described about kind of rolling over your money or your time into a future experience is not the norm. So if if the general theme about this, these questions is originality and lack of it, that concept is original in terms of running a business because it allows you to do something that you're really not going to find anywhere else. I agree with you on these redos. When you were talking, I had this vision of someone who's, I guess, older trying to relive their past. Mm. And they're like, like, imagine just, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to roast myself. Right. I'm, you know, I'm not going to subliminally roast people like, who is he talking about? I'm talking about myself. So imagine me being like, when I was 22, I was really good at basketball. We won a few championships. And then I was like, I'm going to pick up basketball again and go compete in the big three or the G League. And then I go out to the G League and I'm just not. It. I'm not good. I'm just bad compared to the level of athletics these days. It was a thought in my head that in the height of it was awesome and fun and some of the best memories of my life. But when I decided to do a version two, it falls flat on its face and no one really wanted to see me play basketball. That's a great analogy. So I kind of feel that way about some of these rooms. Now, I'm not saying this is the case, but I'm going to give some examples of some V2s. We got Cannibal's Den V2 from Quest Room. Quest Room, notoriously one of the most expensive escape rooms outside of Escape Revolution, Mm. comes out with Cannibal's Den V2. Haven't played it, but I played the first one and really didn't like the first one. I've heard that Cannibal's Den V2 is better, but still essentially the same game. We have... It hasn't come out yet. 
the remake of Zoe, and albeit it's new ownership, putting the faith in the hands of our disciple, David Watermeyer, escape room disciple, no religion here, to bring back Zoe to the glory that it once was. I personally, and this is no offense, David and Christina, I have my doubts. I personally would have liked you guys to just do something original, but Zoe is being called for by so many people. So I hope for the sake of the Zoe fans that it's going to be great and it's going to be entirely different than the original Zoe. I've got to interject. Okay. I will say to David's credit that the hide is his original concept. The hide is great. Yes. And I, I, I raved about the hide. Yes. But I, I know you want to come up with something new, but I think they're taking a fan favorite. That is an original concept. Mm-hmm. And they're making it great again because there have been so many different owners getting their hands in it. It's been so mm-hmm. convoluted mm-hmm. since the original owners. So now they're just scratching the whole thing, coming up with a great, hopefully a great new Zoe, mm-hmm. which on the record, I will not be playing because I was terrified of the first one. And they said it's going to be so much more scarier and I cannot afford to pee my pants multiple times in a room. So there's that. But... <laughs> Props to you guys for taking on this endeavor because it has a lot of hype. So I feel like it, there's even more pressure, right? Because every there are going to be so many people that want to go play this room. It's so much scarier, right? And if they if it doesn't meet the bar, the escape room enthusiasts will will let you know. Yeah, yeah, that is a great point too. You're kind of another reason why you might not want to do a V two is you're riding the coattails of the success of the previous. And so many people failed redoing Zoe with the crazy changes of ownership there. If anyone can do it, it's got to be Christina and David. We're fans. We want them to succeed. That I want that message to be clear. We want you guys to succeed. There is a part of me that is just like you, Tati, that the reason I want them to do something totally different is I don't want to play Zoe again. <laughs> That is one of the rooms that I played Zoe in what I think, of course, everyone is going to say this, what I think was the height of Zoe. It was early on. It was before, way before COVID. Mm -hmm. But I thought that was the height of Zoe. I did not have fun. I (laughs) have the memory and I have like the achievement unlocked badge of completed Zoe. Mm -hmm. And that is cool. But it's not one of those where I want to go back. Mm -hmm. The last thing I want to say is the hardest part about doing a v2 is my experience replaying these rooms is the layout is the same now the layout of a room is the hardest thing to change legally because of building rules and financially building walls redoing electricity all that stuff is very hard but when you play a room for the first time you have that awe and inspiration of not knowing the layout not knowing where the secret doors are, not knowing is are we going up, are we going down, are we going into you know this corner, what's around there? If the layout is the same, you could take you could take Zoe. You could take the layout of Zoe. I still remember room by room what's there mm-hmm. and you could turn it into an escape room theme that's about pillows and cotton <laughs> candy and glitter. And there will still be trauma. And There will still be a little trauma, but I also will not be as excited to play because that blueprint, at least in my mind and how it works, is still there. Mm -hmm. There's so much joy. I experienced these in in Charlie's rooms. Charlie's rooms at Escaping at the River. They're absolutely great. But when I saw them for the second time, it was like I was a little kid when I played the first time. I was like, I really thought this room was bigger. I really thought this item was larger. Something about objects your first time are bigger than they appear. It added to my experience. So the second time I was like, oh, this is kind of in my memory banks. This is still big, but it's not what I remembered. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to get that first time feel when the layout is exactly the same. Have you ever played a room a second time and you kind of felt that? Like, I thought this was different in my mind. I haven't played a lot of rooms for the second time. Okay. So I can't have that feeling. Yeah. 
That's fair. That's fair. Mm -hmm. And and to be perfectly honest, I don't seek to play rooms a lot. I just happen to be in scenarios where owners have let me play because I'm with the group. Maybe I'm bringing more business subliminally or something like that. Mm -hmm. Or people are having me beta the new rooms. I think V2s are great to play if you never played V1. Simple as that. I agree. Simple as that. I, I think that's a good statement to make. The the feeling that you had with Zoe mm -hmm. and remembering the blueprint. Yeah. I have that for most rooms. Okay. Pretty much every room that I've done, I have that mental blueprint. So it would not be as fun for me, period, mm -hmm. if that's the case. One of my favorites was Oz. Yeah. RIP at Mind Trap. Mm -hmm. We went back to play Jingle Bells. Mm hmm and it's in that same space. And I couldn't help but think of Oz as we were going through Jingle Bells mm -hmm. because it was one of my favorite rooms. Mm -hmm. And so I, I was just like, oh, remember, this is where the thing was like as we're playing the room. And I was like, remember, this is where we like shot the crows. And yeah. then my family was like, oh, yeah, that's right. And then this was here. Like, it just happens, especially when things are, mean that much to you. Mm -hmm. So there's that aspect for me. I also will say when we played Weeping Witch, I had played Hex Room first version. And since then, they've changed it a lot. Mm -hmm. But I hadn't been there in four years, five four years. Four years. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so when we played Weeping Witch, I asked you, I said, wait a second wasn't this part of the hex room? And you made a comment saying like, no, it wasn't. But what I didn't know was between when I played it and when you played it, that wasn't part of it. So right. I, I, I had to ask the owners, this is driving me nuts, but was that in the original hex room? And they're like, oh my gosh, you're one of the only people that noticed that. Yeah. And sure enough, it was. But because I knew that, I knew where the walls were it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy and maybe it's just a certain type of people we have a lot of similarity i think we both have creative minds we both share mathematical analytical minds maybe there's a certain type of mind that doesn't store these kind of blueprints in their head but if you do it takes away the awe for sure i think one of the biggest things about this is the owners that are doing these things are not maliciously in the group, the business room and being like, hey, guys, <laughs> if we just throw this Christmas blanket over this existing room, we can resell it as a new room and make twice the funds. <laughs> they're not right. they're not doing that. No, it is a financial benefit to reskin over rebuild, but they're not saying it at the expense of us. That mm -hmm. that needs to be clear. If people just focus on their media and what they're saying about the room and being honest, I think that can go a long way. Because my next question, which is my final question for today, unless something pops in my head, is a old Shakespearean question fused with escape break lore. Okay. To build or to buy? That is the question. <laughs> we've mentioned this. We've teased this a little bit. My statement is your favorite room, not you, Tati, but whoever's listening, your favorite room is probably bought to some extent. Some element of it is bought, whether it's the whole thing, half of it, parts of it. There is not one tinker out there that's just creating a room and that's it. There is a team involved. There is outsourcing, there is importing, there's a lot. So to build or to buy is my question because some people, especially people that want to get into the escape room world, are buying others' rooms and saying, hey, I don't have the skills yet. I'm going to buy this room, relocate it, and bring it up as something else. I just talked about advertising. Have you ever played a room that was maybe renamed? And as you're going through the room, you're like, wait a sec. 
this is the exact same room I played in Sacramento, but now it's down here in San Diego. What the heck? Have that I, has that ever happened? You have unleashed the beast. Some frustration. <laughs> Yes, this has happened to me. And I was so irritated that this happened. Mm -hmm. You got the you got the concept. It's different named room, different location. It was the same freaking room. Mm -hmm. And I was frustrated. I was so frustrated. Diff different owners. So how was I supposed to know? Yeah. And I, I had to play the room. Like, what was I going to do? Mm -hmm. So the person I was with, we decided, okay, well, this is going to be the same room. Like after the first puzzle, we were like, wait a second, this is the same room as blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And we were like, okay, well, shit, this whole room is probably going to be the same. Let's try and have fun with it. Let's mm -hmm. try and speed run this. So that's what we did. We broke the record by like 30 minutes. That's why I think doing rooms is in certain times is ridiculous, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so we obviously blasted the record and the owners were so shocked. And I was like, yeah, so I think this is similar to the other room. They're like, oh yeah, those are our friends. And I was like, okay, this makes sense now. <laughs> but nowhere on their website did it say it was similar to this room. Mm -hmm. And if you've played this, you shouldn't play it. Yeah. So as a business standpoint, yes, you should do that. Do, do they great. do they do that? No, most of the time they don't. And thank goodness that our Arizona trip is very organized. Like I've been communicating with you guys a lot. There was a room that one of our members has already played. Yeah. But we all wanted to play it. And so we called and we asked, and they said yes. But if they would have put it on their website, I wouldn't have to ask. Yeah. So I feel like that should be something that is put on the website. Yeah. I mean, you, then, went, you went above and yeah. beyond to do that. And a lot of people aren't going to do, do that. We have people that are very phone averse and they would just book the game and cross their fingers. Yeah, but I'm not going to make the person pay, mm -hmm. right? The same, more money to play the same room. That's mm -hmm. not exciting. And then... If you did that, having to go to the trouble of, okay, well, I want my money back. Oh my goodness. Like, I don't even want to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's needs to be a disclaimer. I am also for transparency, which a lot of people aren't for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why, but hey, if you're an honest person about anything you do, life's a lot easier. It really is. And that's the, that is why. Children all over the world listen to Escape Break for the moral nuggets from Tatiana Barro. Yeah. So this is a children's podcast for Oh, we forgot to girls. tell them to unplug their ears. <laughs> Hopefully no one plugged their ears when Tati said, cover your ears. <laughs> so you're right. I think it's hard. Why do people do this? I think it's because they lack the skills to build. And in all honesty, no one's building a room solo. So they're like, I want to build something great. Let me work off something that was good or decent and redo it. And then you get into essentially, it's a revamp or a version two, but it's changed ownership. So it's very, very hard to do. I wish ultimately people would just do their original things, but... There has to be some sort of like underground channel where people can say, hey, just so you know, if you've played this up here, it's the same room as here or over in New Jersey, things mm -hmm. like that. So you just know, because I don't know why people are shy about telling the truth about these things. But if it's because you feel like you're going to lose business, the only business you're going to lose is people who've already played the room. And that should be fair. If you really want every single person to play your room, build something original and you'll be fine. So that is the dark side of buying a room or relocating a room. The dark side of building a room from scratch is it's very expensive and you need the skills. 
but I want to shed some light on maybe the happy medium or even the good side of buying a room is I talk to Wild Goose Escapes. And Wild Goose has changed a lot of ownership and their current owners seem to be embodying a philosophy of partnering with other builders on individual rooms. And I think one of the problems that happens if you just decide to build, build, build on your own, like all in-house, is you reach a creativity wall and you get a style imprinted on you. This is Kai's style. This is Tati's style. And no matter how many new rooms you put out, it kind of has that feel of your room. If you ever want to crack that ceiling, you need a new mind involved. And so, for instance, Camille had mentioned Curtis from EscapeX is partnering with them on one of their rooms. So that's going to have an EscapeX feel melded with a wild goose feel for one room and one room only. It kind of allows you to ascend and get past that variety monotony if you ever mm -hmm. achieve that. Mm -hmm. So are you okay with that if all of a sudden our escape room, Escape Break the Escape Room says, hey, let's partner with Al and Stacy on this room from Confusion. Let's partner with Vince on this room from a bunch of different rooms Vince works with. Let's partner with Jackie and Patrick Five from Evil Genius of the Past on room number three. And then all of a sudden we have this strange conglomerate but good conglomerate of room varieties because we're partnering with people that have put out good rooms, great rooms, and now it's at our company. I think that's a great idea because as someone that has played multiple rooms at the same time, at the same location, you can see some of the similar trends because it's usually the same people that are creating said rooms. Mm -hmm. So once you get to the third room in that same company, you're like, okay, yeah, I've, I've seen this in the other rooms. They just twisted it a little bit, yeah. but it happens, right? Like being creative is very, very difficult and coming up with new things every single time is very hard. So much props to the people that can do that. So having different people come in for different rooms is a great idea because you're having so many different thoughts in one location. Mm -hmm. It makes mm -hmm. it fun for people that are going to play and come back for your other rooms. Yeah, I will say, if they come in and build the same exact one puzzle that's in their other rooms at their main location, let's say, then yeah, that's a little disheartening because then you already know what's going to happen. So mm -hmm. hopefully they come up with something new and original when mm -hmm. they're partnering with a new person. Yeah. But other than that, I have no problem with that. I have no problem with asking people for help because heaven forbid, if I ever got the chance to open a room, I would 100% be asking people for help. I am one person and it really takes a village to do something so big and so grand. Yeah. And to do it right. I want if I'm going to do something, I want to do it right. So moral. <laughs> so moral. Morally will... positive. <laughs> hey, that's a great tagline for me. Tati is lawful good. If, yeah. if any of you guys that are doing character arcs on us, lawful good. So that's like yeah. And definitely. I will not tell you what I am. You can probably guess what I am. <laughs> I would say I'm chaotic good, at least in the podcast realm. Normal in normal life, I'm just like neutral, neutral. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I you did bring up Evil Genius, mm -hmm. and I was interested in playing up here, right? Because they they brought it up to Northern California. Mm -hmm. However, I guess they sold the rooms and the ideas and partnered with somebody else. Mm -hmm. And now the puzzles are brand new. Yeah. It's the same concept and same storyline. And I would imagine that the layout is can't be the same because it's a new facility. Building. Yes. Okay. So as someone that's played, would you want to play that with me? When you ask me this question, what I'm really hearing, you know how men don't listen? 
what oh, I'm what I'm really hearing is, Kai, do you want to hang out with me and spend quality time? And of course, the answer is yes. So however, that's all we have for today's podcast, guys. <laughs> however, being part robot, I have the capabilities programmed to listen. So yes, I would like to play the new evil genius that's up near you that has a new facility. So the layout's different because it was all sold to them. Oh, I'll save just, it for you. I just saw Tati's mood go from like piping hot back down to room temperature in like three seconds. Okay. So okay. I, hey, you're my I, best friend. I know. For a reason. Mm-hmm. I ha- a question came up. Okay. Puzzles being new. I believe to a certain extent, puzzles are like music. There's only eight notes, I believe. Oh, in no. scale and there's octaves right there's different octaves you can only go so low you can only go so high so there's only a combination well there's more than eight notes because you got sharps and flats but there's only a set number of combinations available for music notes so eventually all melodies will have a pair to something else to bits and segments of songs is the puzzle world to a level where eventually there are no unique puzzles and when you rebuild a puzzle like let's say you have to take eight wine glasses and based upon the level of wine in them you put them in order is that the same as taking eight gnomes and based upon the height of the gnomes you put them in the same order is that the same is that not being original that's the same concept all you're doing is reskinning it You're just changing it to fit a theme. So are you in the escape break wrong if you had that wine glass puzzle and then you switched it to gnomes and you're like, now this is the gnome room. Are you at at fault there? Who? Me? The, The builder. The builder. Like, are you at fault if you take the wine glass puzzle, reskin your room, switch it to gnomes and say, hey, this is a new puzzle? Uh, it's not a new puzzle, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I I think you're just taking the same puzzle and you're reskinning it to match the new theme. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. if you do something completely different with the gnomes, that's a new puzzle. Yeah. But you're essentially taking the same concept and same puzzle. Yeah. Shout so out gnomes. to gnomes. Shout out to gnomes. Gnomes. <laughs> all right, Tati, that's all I have for you today. You made it through the ringer. It wasn't too bad. Not too bad. Not too bad. But hopefully we gave everyone something to think about. Obviously, it's not a perfect world. We talk a lot of ideals in this, but this is just coming from two people that really love escape rooms. So thank you for listening with us. We'll see you next time on Escape Break. And we're going to talk about Arizona. Yeah. Hey, Kai, guess what? No, don't say it. I need more time. Break time is just about over. But Tati, what if they want more? They can tune into the next episode. Next episode? Of course. There's so many more escape adventures to share. Well, what can they do between now and then? They can like us on social media. Share this episode? Yes, absolutely. And what if they are new to the show? Then I think they should go back and listen to all the great episodes. Awesome. And don't forget to send in your questions to us and be sure to tune in soon for your next escape break.